the life after high school podcast. So we are semi-live here at uh, Kingdom MMA, and um, we are uh, joined guest host again, Mr. Lane, over here to my left. And uh, we got a very, very, very important special uh, guest that Lane's going to introduce for us. Yeah, my longtime training partner, coach, and uh, friend, Aaron Kapachowski. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. So what I want to know, just kind of start us off, for people who don't know, and we can kind of go full circle with it. Take us from your transition post-secondary, like high school, end of that era, to kind of where we are now, and then we'll go back through it, if you don't mind. Man, okay. Uh, graduated high school. Um, I was accepted to U of A for phys ed under the charade that I told my parents that I was going to become a physiotherapist. <laughs> uh, yeah, ph- physiotherapy or, uh, or a police officer was what I told everyone. Nice. Because I didn't think I would get support if I said I'm going to go open up an MMA gym after university. <laughs> so... Uh, I graduated. Amazing. I didn't. I didn't get into physiotherapy. I didn't get into sports psychology or any of the things that I looked at for school. Um, and then I did my practicum at a, another MMA gym. So I was managing that. The head coach quit uh, with no notice. He quit on a whim. So I kind of walked into the head coaching position because no one else was there. And then we said, "Why are we doing this for somebody else? We can do it for ourselves." Yeah. Um, I was already coaching Craig then. Uh, I was training with Lane, and Craig and I decided we were going to give it a go, and we opened up Kingdom. Nice. Nice. So take us through for you business-wise, like focusing on that side of it. What was the challenge for you getting that going? Um, man, there were a lot. We <laughs> We had no business training we had no business experience uh we didn't i didn't even have anyone that i would say was a mentor that i could go to and ask questions and even as even as a as like a muay thai coach i didn't have someone that i was saying i'm now the head coach of a program what should i be doing i didn't have that so we started ground up with everything which is a big leap of faith you're just making decisions and going yeah this is how we're going to do our gym this is what it's going to look like. This is how we'll set up our front desk. Mm-hmm. And we just hope it works. We, th- we think it through and we go, well, we think this is logical. Um, I think the, the biggest challenge for starting the business was dealing with the uh, municipal government side of it. Yeah? Um, Interesting. Trying being like, I have, a, you know, I have a phys ed background. I don't know how to read that sort of paperwork. I've never done that sort of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig's the same way. So trying to navigate the ins and outs of getting a business license and zoning. Zoning is incredibly uh, tricky to figure out, and it, it's huh. such a barrier. Um, that sort of stuff was that, was, that almost stopped us a few times, just trying to deal with the city. And, oh, no kidding. Yeah. Dealing with the city can be a nightmare, right? Like, it's like, that's something I think the, most people wouldn't think of when opening a business, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, you know, silly things like our floor plan. Okay, we drop our floor plan. We come in and the guy goes, uh, this isn't up to standards. We go, okay, come back, do it again. Not up to standards. We hire someone. They do it up and they it, they they just take our, my pencil drawing. They put it onto their computer and redraw it on the computer. And the next guy goes, no problem. This looks great. 
So uh, you go, it's the exact same drawing. And they send you an invoice for $2,000. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. here we go. Jeez. Yeah, that can be frustrating. I think there's something to be said to like going. There's a lot, though, to be said, right? Going through that kind of a process that early, because what, mid-20s when that happens? Early 20s, right? Yeah. Jeez. That's yeah, a Yeah, super curve. young, right? Yeah, at the time, you guys would have been, yeah, like early 20s. I was 22, 23. Wow, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Jeez, man. Well, yeah. the bit I've trained here, like, I really enjoyed the atmosphere. And what I was telling Lane about earlier, I think it was last night or this morning, was uh, it's an energy that like I've gone to a bunch of gyms and I've seen like a bunch of different, like the way people interact and it's as much as it's a group of killers, it's still like, everybody's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, very interesting to see that dynamic. It's definitely not like a meathead yeah. kind of gym. Yeah. Right? That we don't give off that vibe. Right. No. Yeah. Like how do you go about, I guess, creating your ideal energy for what you want your business or gym in this case to be? Like, how do you go about that? Mm, so that that was a pretty conscious effort from the start when um, when we were drawing up our business plan and talking about what we wanted the gym to look like. Mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of looking at gyms. You know, we would look, we you know, the gyms that we'd been to personally, but we would just hop on the internet and look at successful gyms and say, do we want to emulate these guys? What is this? What does this coach look like? What does their culture look like? Yeah. Um, we'd been in the sport for a long time, so we had a pretty good idea. And then one of the big things that we, it's funny to just be like, well, this is our statement, you know, like a mission statement. How much does that actually affect? But we said we want to be a professional athlete gym, not a fighter gym. Interesting. And so just that mentality in our heads was, okay, well, the gym is going to be, uh, it's going to have a modern look. It's going to have, it's going to be clean. Our athletes are going to be clean looking. They're going to have a modern look. We're not, yeah. we're not just pumping out fighters we're going to conduct ourselves in that uh, in that way so and just going about that you know we look we looked at uh gsp mm -hmm. and just that image of he didn't show up wearing affliction and tap out shirts he sh showed up in a suit and it, it's like those silly little cultural things yeah that if you're approaching it as the head coach like culture culture is top down right so if we go in and say no guys we are professional athletes and that's the gym we're going to have then everyone's going to fall in line and either accept that or if they go i really hate this culture i don't want to be here they'll just okay well there's other gyms yeah you know and there is the difference between like what you said like a, a professional athlete gym and like a fighter gym mm -hmm. whereas like i've been to gyms where it's like kind of grungy and like that old, it's like old school whereas this i feel like kingdom is like very sharp like it's mm -hmm. you know and there's other gyms that are like similar but yeah well and we've you know we've had people train here and they leave and they go to another place and people ask if that hurts and it like it doesn't bother me there's a gym for everyone and so you know some guys are going to have big success out of a dirty grungy gym and that works better for them it's like that's just not that's not me so it's yeah like, okay well, I'm, their own, yeah. Right, I'm gonna build the mm -hmm. gym that I want and if other people like that product they'll come here and if people don't like that product they'll find somewhere that they like better yeah which is fine right yeah totally so what was the biggest shift for you guys to make, like the biggest challenge you faced in regards to the business gym side of what happened with the pandemic? Because Lane was telling me earlier that you guys didn't, nobody got really much information from the government, right? Like there's just like, okay, this is closed and then that's it. Like mm -hmm. there's no, like what was something you guys can kind of attribute the success coming forward from it? Man, that, that was like a really, that was like a scary time. 
Yeah. And you know, for like for what you guys said, it's uh, I heard about COVID. I think I heard about it ten days before we were closed. Yeah, there was no like notice, right? Really? It was just kind of like bang, like come you, on, shut her down. Like, I, yeah. I came into work. What? Craig was watching a YouTube video and saying, "Man, what do you think about this?" And I said, "I haven't heard about that." And he said, "It's pretty scary." And I went, "Nah." <laughs> Yeah, like everyone kind of like, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> and ten days later, we were closed, and you know, we were told two weeks, but I, I couldn't believe that we they could just close my business. Yeah. Um, we got basically no aid. You know, it's. Uh, I think that a lot of people thought everyone was getting a lot of help. Um, a lot of people just don't qualify for it. You have to have all the, you have to hit check all these little boxes. Um, we qualified for loans. Yeah, I, we didn't really want to take out loans. We took one. No, those are tricky. Took one, we paid it back. Uh, nice. But uh, you don't want to take on a whole bunch of debt when you don't know if your business is going to reopen. <laughs> so there was a lot of strange yeah. things. Um, we all we have always been frugal. Uh, right from day one, it's uh, we we had a lot of other people tell us that we weren't spending enough to open up our business. You have to take on debt. You need to be build the, build the facility, and they will come. And we didn't take that approach. We built really slowly so that when the pandemic hit, it's like we had no debt. We had no costs that were constantly coming out. We could totally shut down here and just pay rent. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. It's like, well, we're just paying rent. That's the only expense we have. Um, nice. So that was good. You know, uh, my wife definitely helped me out. My fiance, soon to be wife, but my fiance. Congrats, by the way. You know, it's it's nice to be in a position where I can say, well, I guess I'm not taking a paycheck, but she, you know, she can support us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we had just enough members that we could pay rent. Nice. Um, and again, I, I just attribute that to culture. We have uh, we have people that are not fighters that just mm-hmm. value the place. Uh, a few guys made the comment as, you know, it's, I consider this the same as paying my church, donating to my church. So it's nice. You have members who are paying. We were doing Zoom classes. Yeah, no. you guys were banging out a lot of content, yeah, like, which lot. also was really helpful. We, right? We tried, man. Like Zoom classes were going. We had max six people ever show up to that, but we had forty people paying for it, who just wanted to keep us going. Yeah, which is um, amazing. Consistent too, to right? Those yeah, people, it was like yeah. yeah. We really That's tried awesome. to put out social media, um, like like funny videos, and just stay yeah. in people's heads. Like, hey, we just have to keep engaging our team, engaging our members. Mm-hmm. Keeping keeping the sense of community alive. So we, Craig and I were in here, almost full work days for a while, trying to just film content. Nice. Just get a hold of people. Yeah, and there would be like weekly themes. I remember like tuning in all the time. Like the you know, and there was no end in sight at the time, right? So mm-hmm. it was just like you just that's all you could do, right? Yeah. And you guys killed it with that, yeah. How do you think you were able to manage the consistency of it? Because that's what I think got a lot of not just gyms but like businesses in general right was that it it's lasted for this long Mm -hmm. right like what do you attribute that to like getting through that Um, consistency of it uh it it happened i wasn't consistent for a while you know there was a period where i was playing a lot of call of duty and not at the gym you know i wasn't allowed to work there's nothing that's so yeah but got a kick in the butt and we just approached it the same as we would any other like training scenario mm-hmm. it's like okay well we'll lay out our plan you know if i'm if i'm laying at a training camp for the guys while well, we block out and we lay out how many days are you running how many days are you lifting weights okay nice. how many days a week am i doing zoom 
how many days a week am I putting out um, uh, Instagram videos on bag work, uh, conditioning work? How many video series are we going to have for comedy? We did a, we started a little video podcast. How many days is that going to come? And we just laid it out and went, okay, this is what we're going to try to achieve. Okay. We're here for these hours. And now it's a system, you know, now it's just like showing up for class, for training, for working out, which, which we're very used to that. Right. So, and it was nice to see that, like, <clears throat> you don't want to like having you guys, like I would see like new posts every day and it would keep me like motivated, mm-hmm. right. To like, you know, it's like all oh, these guys, like they care, like they want, you know, they're engaging, they want, they, you know, it, it definitely helps with the whole process. It was a, it was a message we wanted to get out there where it's like, look, if we're serious about our sport it doesn't stop just because we're not at kingdom right absolutely you can be running you can be in the field training we can we can still be training it's like it's not limited to having the space yeah which was you know it's easy to it's easier said than done oh for sure it's what we were trying to do yeah it's a lifestyle thing right Mm -hmm. like it's not so much where you're going but then now it's all the people the friends the family you create excuse me created mm-hmm. right around what kingdom is for you guys and then kind of spreading like you said that mission and that statement be like it's not just oh you're here it's okay well we're a team mm-hmm. right you can be a team outside of the gym and inside of the gym right that's really awesome that you guys are able to kind of push that message and like as i think lane was telling me earlier like grow through it mm-hmm. right not just like kind of coast through it but like and grow. even through the pandemic right yeah. like kingdom pretty much like what is this like the sixth year that you guys yeah and it's, yeah, all, it's only really done this, right? Even, yeah. even with uh, the pandemic and everything, it's like, and also having loyal members is helpful, helpful as well, but it's just been a, like a steady trajectory, right? Which is absolutely like amazing, man. Like that's phenomenal. Man, yeah. both, both reopening period, periods, um, we hit records for memberships. Oh, wow. So Congrats. both, both uh, lockdowns, three months after we were back open, we hit records for like our total members. That's awesome. Yeah. We got a new facility in during COVID. Um, we also had, we had a few people sign up during COVID. Um, we had a couple guys who are still wow. training with us now. Uh, they came in when we were closed and said, I want to look around the gym. I want to meet you guys. Amazing. Okay, awesome. Let me know. Um, I'll sign up and I'll start paying when you guys are open. You know, so it's- Oh, perfect. Some, some of it, you know, it, it, it was really sad to say it sucks. Some of it is because other gyms didn't make it. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. right, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of them that didn't make it too, right, yeah. It's it. Other gyms didn't make it. Other people used it as a way to get out of their contract at their gym, some of that stuff, and you go, well, just because we're here, we benefited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Now, from a, from a business kind of standpoint, after the, what, six, seven years you're into now, what would be, like, when you guys set out, what did you believe like success was like for you guys as a gym? Would it be like having X amount of professional athletes under your belt or would it be reaching X amount of pro fights for certain people or like what is the minimum bar of success for you guys in terms of business? Mm. Um, kind of twofold. I said I want, to, I want us to both be able to fully live off the gym. Amazing, yeah. Um, which, you know, that's... That's like the bare what you want. Yeah. Obvious, <laughs> obvious yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and we 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 didn't for the first year. You know, the six months you don't pay you don't take a paycheck when you own a business. Right. So oh, it's yeah. like, well, I would like to be able to buy a house off the gym someday. Amazing. Okay. And then, but always priority number one was a uh, a consistently winning fight team. Nice. Um, 
you know, I'd say 70, 80% of my members are not fighters and will never fight. They're not interested in that. But again, that is a top-down thing. If you have this, if you have a really competitive fight team with a great image who are winning fights and are professional about it, mm-hmm. more people want to be a part of that, even oh, if they sure. never want to fight. Yeah. So, you know, and, that, and that's why I'm here. I'm not, I'm, I didn't really open a gym to coach, you know, intro-level kickboxing fitness classes. I opened a gym to coach professional fighters. Right. And to have them compete at the highest level we can get them to. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah, it's, we have a consistently winning fight team. And them right. We have another, yeah, right. Let's go. I would say we're on our second generation of guys st- going to be starting soon. You know, we have, like, Lane has been with us from day one. Mitch has been with us from day one. Some of these guys, they're now, like, at the top of the totem pole, you know, and we have a new group coming in. And so that's cool to see. This. Lots of promising, like, young guys, like, da- you know, Dawson's right there. Like, you know, yeah, it's, oh, it's awesome. exciting to see. Right. So that, that, says, that says our system is consistent. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we can consistently produce good athletes. So then the next bar for me, we've achieved both of those. The next bar is to put someone in the highest level, mm-hmm. right? Um, UFC, Bellator, one, glory. Mm-hmm. You know, now that's, now I'm not, now I'm not satisfied with this. I'm no longer happy yeah. even having a regional champ. That's that's cool, but it's like, well, we've done that. Next, I don't care about this now. I want I want higher. And I guess success, like the your vision of success too, would also kind of be ever changing, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. you reach one goal. It's okay now. Now it's like onto the next, right? Yeah. Yeah. My my fiance called me on that because I said I said if I get someone to the UFC, I think I think I'll be fulfilled. I think I'm happy. Right. And she said. You're such a liar. (laughs) You get one person, you're gonna want the next guy. Yeah. And then if you get multiple people in the UFC, you'll hunt the championship. It's like, and that's man, that's how it goes. That's yeah, and I mean that's how it should be, right? Like, like you never want to be like, you know, satisfied with, you know, you want to constantly be setting the bar higher and achieving more and more of your like goals, right? Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool to see kind of how, like, the strategy seems to be working, right? Like approaching, like, do you? Do you like convince guys to fight? Like, how does that work, right? Like, do you see them and you're like, yo, man, like, I think we could get you a pro fight, or I think we can get you a fight. We'll see what it goes. Or is there just kind of like they have to approach you? Um, both. You know, I I make announcements semi-frequently in class saying, hey, you know, you got, everyone can come spar. Mm-hmm. In our sign-up package, there's a little blurb about, hey, if you want to compete, come talk to us. Right. You know, I say that, hey, if, you want, if you're interested in fight team practice, come talk to me, and I'll tell you how to get there. Um, so the people that approach me, I just go, okay, well, this guy wants to fight? Cool. Sometimes there are guys who are, you know, I think they think they're being really respectful. They're just quieter people. Well, I'll go and say, hey, you're welcome to come to fight team anytime. Oh, nice. If you want to fight, you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, I, I don't push it further than that. Nice. If, they're not, if they don't want to come, I'm not going to ever pressure anyone to fight. Yeah. yeah, you kind of want you have to want to fight. Like, the, yeah. there's no one like no one's gonna be able to be like, hey, I think you should fight. But like, oh, okay, it's like it's something you have to want to do. Yeah, like mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it's good that there's like an opening that you can kind of you create the chance for an opportunity for them to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's no, because yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be bad. Just kind of pushing somebody to do something. Not just that they don't want to do, but like they can get hurt. Yeah, no one should like, be pressured into fighting. Oh god, no, no, not at all. So that's something that, do you have, so once they get there, right, take me through kind of your strategy to coaching them to that next level. Like, what does that look like, if you can share that? Um, 
how so like a like a fighter to a higher level or yeah a, okay like how do you coach that kind of path um man that's still so that is still relatively new to us right mm -hmm. i don't have i don't have anyone uh in the ufc mm -hmm. so that's the goal right now is to is to get someone there so i guess our approach to keep doing what we're doing um i'm constantly i'm constantly going to elite level coaches and stealing their stuff <laughs> frankly you know that's yes that's how you do it it's a way to do it yeah for sure you know what I, works what doesn't work right yeah 100 percent. i i study i don't study athletes i watch i watch fights every day but i study elite level coaches and go okay this guy has this many elite level fighters mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't count gyms that have one flash in the pan what is so what is javier mendez doing here aka what is yeah. john danaher doing and let's let's study it and when i think i get something let's put it into the program um the it was a challenge for a while because if you don't have a large group of talent mm -hmm. then your best guy doesn't get much reps it's hard right okay, so now yeah. we've got a we've got a pretty big group of guys so that everyone can get a lot of work mm -hmm. all right so that's you know that's kind of we have a good system now we have a talent pool um and now a lot of it's going to be winning fights and management right which is something yeah. that i i still don't know much about i'm not a great manager i don't know how to play the games of booking fights with games there's there's a lot goes into it right um Every fighter I know wants to fight the absolute toughest guy that they can. Um, right. That's not necessarily how people get to the UFC. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We have to there's, we have to scout opponents, make sure that we're winning multiple fights in a row. Yeah, it's huge. Um, you know, social media presence does matter. Um, having a manager that having a manager that has a boss who has someone in the UFC. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise you're just waiting for a phone call. Well, you don't want to just sit around and wait. Yeah, for the UFC nothing ever hope. happens for those people. Yeah, um, so we're learning that. Um, we have we have a manager for Craig now, who we're learning a lot from, and so I guess that's kind of the next step. So I think I think we have the talent. I think we have the system. Um, now it's getting it's getting fights booked and getting fights booked well through a manager. Mm -hmm. um, the only other thing that I'm really starting to encourage of guys is when they, you know, they're a good level pro, I think we send them to a, somewhere else. Huh. Um, Interesting. Go to another big camp. Go to another camp that has other guys in the UFC and has put other guys in the UFC. Yeah. And go there. Every, almost every elite fighter I know does that or has done that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well. Yeah, different looks, different skill. Like, yeah, just that, I think that's really important too because you, you want to be in the same, like, pond all the time mm -hmm. yeah you want to be like in you don't want to be comfortable all the time yeah. either yeah yeah you know why why did george st pierre go to uh greg jackson's when he trained at tristar yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah for that reason because it's good to go get another elite level coach's opinion and train yeah. with other high level guys that aren't your friends and you know it's yeah. not it's not your business it's not your hometown yeah yeah so yeah, take sure. it completely out of your element yeah. and just go on here's a bunch of new people who you don't know new space new city new yeah. province country or new country in that case yeah like and that's what that's what i think is really cool with the sport and where it's kind of going because it's still like talking about this earlier but it's very very still relatively new mm -hmm. right so kind of seeing how everybody develops and people develop quick man it's ridiculous but going to other gyms and kind of 
seeing like like me being here this weekend for example right seeing like completely different styles than what i'm used to because like you plateau in rounds when you're used to the same guys like the same six or seven rounds with people it's like uk you know how this guy is going to tap me i know how this guy's going to tap me out but i know how i can tap this person out but then like there's no what if whereas like okay it's all new people i don't know what belt or level you're at so there's different things there's a lot of like unknowns right there's a lot of uncertainty and i think it makes for just a better athlete and more confidence mm-hmm. just as a person in general i think one of the biggest things about going going to a different camp um if you're if you're on the cusp if you're you're a pro and you think man i couldn't i think i could make the elite level well go be around guys who are in the elite level mm-hmm. um and it's going to do one of two things if you're not doing something that they are, it's going to show you that. Right. Where you go, man, I hung out with these guys for three weeks, and they train way more than me. Or the intensity of their training is higher. Yeah. Or they're, you know, I talk to them, and their diet is way better than mine. Okay, well, you're, you're going to see that, and you will know that, and you'll make that change. Or you're going to go there and go, hey, I'm doing the right things. And, you know, actually, their classes look the same as ours. And, you know, their strength and conditioning is about the same as mine. And now you've got confidence. Now you're not sitting there going, I don't know, I don't know. It's yeah. you've either you've either seen it and you've seen a deficit in your training, and you've improved it, or you say this is fairly comparable to what I'm doing. Yeah, and I I know that I can make it. Yeah, it's awesome, right? You yeah. like it'll kind of let yourself know that you're on the right track. Yeah, right. Like what you're doing is not a waste of time. Yeah, right. Allows you to gauge like where you're at too. Yeah. Like, like either I don't know how else you would really do that if you stayed at the same gym all the time. Like yeah, yeah. roll with the same people. Yeah, like it was. We were talking earlier, Lane and I, uh, Aaron, about like when it comes to documenting your training, right? Mm -hmm. And so how I kind of, I like to document it, break it down to like who I rolled with and kind of, okay, what did I get caught with that I usually don't get caught with and why? Like I'll break everything down to like the increments for that, but I think- You take it to like the next level with that. Yeah, 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 and it's mainly like jujitsu specifically. I do it with like not so much like weightlifting. It's like okay, like, I trained, I felt sore because of this, right? Very basic for that. But then I look at it and I go, okay, after X amount of rounds with the same people, why do I keep making this mistake, right? And then going to new places and seeing, okay, oh man, like that's maybe they're all just better at takedowns than me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm getting put in my ass a lot. This isn't fun. Time to go back back to the drawing board work out the takedowns, figure out what's working, what isn't, and then switching it up. So I think it's important. But what I'm curious, do you guys, like, what's your, because I know Lane does a bit as well, and I have other friends who do it, but do you, like, personally log, like, training? Like, how do you kind of follow what athletes are doing? Like, do you have, like, you know who's there with attendance and stuff, so you're able to track it, or do you kind of put that on them? Um, I don't do any formal, like, attendance or anything. I'm here every day, open to close. Yeah. If you walk through the doors, I know that you're here. I'm going to see you. Amazing. You know, and there's not, we're not at a point where there's too many fighters for me not to remember. Right. I know how many times Lane is here in a week, and I know what classes he did. Just because I'm here, that's, that's all I'm focused on. That's all I have to do yeah. is manage my fight team. Um, I know people's strengths and weaknesses because I'm either rolling with them. Right. Or I'm watching every single round. Okay. And so you can sit there and watch sparring, and you can watch rolling throughout the week, and go, hmm, okay, this guy, we, we need to, we need to fix this. Yeah. Um, and that, 
that's not uh, probably the best approach. That's just it's I haven't found that to be lacking yet. It's like if you're on the mats all the time and you're focused on it, you know. Mm. Um, I do log fight camps. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say like during if a, if a guy's got oh, a fight okay. coming up, it's yeah. a little different nice. too, right? Like yeah. you're more like like they're, they're the focus and like you'll be on top of like yeah. how you you know training schedules and nice. all that. Yeah. When we're not, so I, I I say we're either in fight camp or it's like a technical block. Yeah, okay. Is how I think about it. If we're in a technical block, okay, well, I'm watching your rolling, but you're not competing when you're in a technical block. Right. You might be trying something new and you're failing constantly or you're tired or, you know, you're not really trying whatever. And I, and I can tell that. It's like, okay, well, yeah. this guy's trying a new thing in jiu-jitsu and he's getting subbed all the time. I don't care. Keep working on that. Yeah. Fail, fail, fail. Figure Who cares? It out. In training camp, I have a spreadsheet this is how many times I expect you to run. This is how many times I expect you to hit strength conditioning. Mm-hmm. These are the, all the classes I need you in. Um, and away you go. And I trust them. You know, if yeah. I don't make them tell me if they're doing it or not. Right. Accountability is on them for sure. That's it. And usually I can tell. It's like, hmm, this guy's cardio sucks through all of camp. Yeah. You have to do what way. I've said. Yeah. It's pretty easy Makes to, to find out yeah. who has been. Yeah. 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 Amazing. We kind of touched on that yesterday too, with yeah. the, um, you know, uh, when you're in fight camp, that's not when you're like should be adding stuff to your game. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in fight camp, that's taking like we touched on with Craig, like that's that's to, like sharpen up the skills you already have and get cardio. Whereas like the technical blocks are like that's where you get like better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to like something I want to do, especially with fight camp, um, something something that's measurable. And a heart rate monitor system is super mm, easy. Yeah. You know, mm. you tell guys go buy a twenty dollar heart rate monitor and as you're doing your strength and conditioning, as you're doing your run, we log that and then we can see pretty quick. And it's pretty easy then to say, Hey, you're overtrained, man. Yeah. Ease off. For yeah, a for sure, right? Yeah. Like, your heart rate's getting wicked good. We're doing the right things. And that's I think that's like the next step that I wanna add. Nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I think I think a huge part to adding um like to the fight camp and everything, like it's because we've gone back and forth on this a bit, Lane and I, but trying your best in rounds mm. and, like, just not kind of, like, your gym etiquette number four, I think it is, like, the no give up. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you find the chinks in your armor if you're not trying your hardest? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not taking it seriously, right? Like, I don't... Yeah, like, you should yeah, be, you should be pushing yourself on, a, like, a daily basis, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think in a technical block, you're not in camp, I think you push yourself by exposing yourself to unfamiliar situations. Yeah. You try new things. You play the other guy's game to see what, you know, you learn. Yeah. I think in a fight camp, my philosophy, and I say it, is if you're in fight camp, I expect you to win every second of every round. Jeez, okay. And that's the goal. Yeah. You know, oh, and, for sure. And it sucks for your training partners, <laughs> but that's what they have to put up with. And when it's their turn, you'll put up with it for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So, you get taken down it's like that's okay that's a mistake you get up and you now win that round and you know i'm behind because i just got taken down i get up i have to put him against the wall take him down and beat him up Mm -hmm. and that's every second of every round needs to be won or you know we're at least least, yeah you're trying to yeah Yeah. absolutely now when did you first start in martial arts like when did you personally get going with that um i was 12 or 13. so i was in grade nine so i was 13. Yeah, you're in 13 yeah, grade sh- nine, I think, right? Sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have yeah, no idea. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes percent. sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. But what uh, what made you start? Um, fairly, I don't know. Fairly stereotypical stuff. I watched I watched two movies and I saw one fight card in the same year when I was in grade nice. grade six or grade seven. Um, I watched I rent I had rented on Bach. Great movie. Because it was in the Sunry movie theater and there was one copy of it and it was so strange from everything else yeah. in the Sunry Alberta movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. Uh, writer, like in that same month, I had bought a Bruce yeah. Lee DVD. Amazing. Classic, yeah. yeah. Right, so, I mean, you know, I'm in grade six or grade seven, I watched those, and I think, like, hey, martial arts is pretty cool. I want to I wanna do martial arts. And then I was homesick with the flu, and we had, the Fight Network was brand new, and we got the Fight Network free for a month on satellite. And they Let's were, go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And they were playing every K1 Grand Prix from like 95. Tremendous. Yeah. And so I watched Remy Bonyowski win the 2003 Grand Prix. Don't quote me on that. I think it's the yeah. 2003 Grand Prix. Nice. And he I plays Musashi yeah. in the finals. And I went, okay, I don't know if I want to do martial arts. I think yeah. I want to fight. Nice. Um, and so there was, uh, was karate or taekwondo in my town. That was it. Um, I begged my dad uh, to let me in. He he doesn't he doesn't like combat sport, so I just didn't get to enter. I got my own bench press. I was lifting weights in my basement in you know junior high. I was training cool. on my own. Yeah. Those classic garage workouts, right? That's yeah. it, right. I made yeah. my own punching bag. I'm anything nice. I can find. I don't have internet like here. That you know we I had, my internet was so slow. It's yeah. You want to watch a five-minute YouTube video, you let it sit for 20, 30 minutes. So anything I can get my hands on, you know, I'm, I'm take, going to the library and I'm yeah. getting books on Kung Fu from the library. Oh, geez. And then, Amazing. Like, finally, my parents went, okay, you've been obsessed for, like, two years on your own. Yeah. We'll put you in karate. We'll give it's in. It's not a phase, yeah. mom. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and then. Epic. I guess well, right away then to my brother-in-law, uh, who wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, but my brother-in-law uh, was watching UFC with his friends and he said, well, you know, come hang out. Yeah. So I went and hung nice. out uh, with him, and I watched Chuck Liddell uh, knock out Bob Lou Sobral. Oh, jeez. A, so great, a great introduction. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I still have a handlebar. <laughs> Let's go. So that, yeah. that was Congrats, the light bulb where I went, man, I'm watching K1, I'm watching UFC. Yeah. I went, okay, that's, you know, this is it. Nice. Now, I'm curious, um, do you have like a time, so you've been doing it for about a decade at least. 15 years, 15, 16. Wow. And your family has no like, no, like martial arts background really, eh? Like no. you're, yeah, that's, yeah, that's no. cool. Me and my brother, my brother-in-law, uh, he started Muay Thai yeah. when I was in high school. So we were both training. He fought for a Canadian title. So it, it was he and I out of nowhere. Nice, yeah. Have you had a moment, <laughs> I love asking this question. Um, so do you have a moment or an experience where you're just out and about <laughs> minding uh, your own business and somebody um, wanted to um, like maybe saw the ears or wanted to get into it or like found out you trained and wanted to challenge to a you? With you? Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not so much out and about, not, not in like a rough way. I don't look like a fighter. My ears aren't bad. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, I carry myself. You know, I, you see my glasses, my short. Like, I carry myself pretty... I wear a fanny pack, <laughs> right? Like, Amazing. I don't walk Hit around... Powerful fanny pack, yeah. yeah. Right? I don't yeah, walk around looking very tough. 
especially, <laughs> especially now. I tried harder when I was a kid, but especially now, I don't walk around looking very tough. Um, in residence, though, like at uh, university, yeah, uh, you'd get guys wanting to like. Nobody wants to fight. They're a bunch of everyone there is from upper middle class. They're going to right. you know they're yeah, going to school. Yeah. They're not actual yeah. tough guys, but everyone wants to test themselves. So there were a f- there was two. There was a guy just wouldn't drop it and he wouldn't it's always how it happens too eh? right. like, he, he's yeah. now one of my best friends i stood up with him at his wedding <laughs> that's awesome yeah. but we had our little scrap in the middle of the floor and i choked him out let's okay, go well and, yeah. you know, and then and again it's never it's never a real fight and they kind of go oh this works mm-hmm. and he came and trained and he had two boxing fights oh that's awesome so he goes oh well i should go Nice. Um, the other guy, good. same thing. The other guy was a street fighter, you know, considered himself a boxer. Yeah, undefeated in the streets. Yeah. You know, and he was, both of them were not mean about it. It wasn't malicious, but he went like, well, I want to try. How good are you? Yeah. I want to I test. I, I want to see. So we boxed, are, yeah. and same thing. It's like, well, I'm, I've been training my whole life. You haven't. Same thing, you know, same mm-hmm. result. Yeah. So that's, I've never had a nasty situation where someone's trying to test themselves, but I've had people want to test themselves. And ironically, like you've had some altercations just at the fights, right? Like, like on occasion, like, yeah. you know, which is yeah. like, kind of like, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't have to get into that, but I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of funny, I, I think. Yeah. I, I think some of that is, I don't look like every other MMA coach out there. Right. And I've never fought and most of them know that. Yeah. You know, so if if they're if they're a, an MMA coach who identifies themselves as being a tough guy, I'm a pretty easy target. <laughs> but I also just know it's like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's so silly. I've also trained. We're yeah. in the middle. We're in the middle of the cage at Unified. Yeah. Surrounded by the commission. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. going to happen here, man? You're going to hit me. I've been hit before. Like nothing's yeah. going to happen. I've been hit yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> do you have um? Do you have something that kind of MMA, like the training or coaching, even has taught you that has applied to life very well for you? Oh man, um, yeah. I, I get asked this question. Um, I don't have a great answer. It's um. My life in here and my life outside are pretty intertwined Mm. you know it's not I don't find that I'm learning many lessons in MMA and then I'm out in my life going oh this is a great (laughs) moment to apply this I've been doing martial arts my whole life it is Mm -hmm. now just it's just part of who you are at this point yeah Yeah. right it is now that is my life you talk about lifestyle it's my lifestyle right Um, I think there's some things like I I study the greatest coaches I can find and I do my best to go and meet them and emulate them and steal things well, I just do that now with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Now, if I was going to restart a business, the first thing I would do would be go talk to an expert businessman and steal everything that he did. And, you know, yeah. um, some of it's just like, some of it's just confidence, some of it's just conflict resolution. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know that I can That's learn huge. anything. It's like, well, if I just try and if I just take time to actually study something, mm-hmm. I know I can do it. And probably a lot of that comes from this. Right. Um, I have a very systematic, like it's a systems-based approach for coaching. Mm-hmm. 
And if I apply that in other things I've found, I have more success when I'm doing that. You know, we're, you're planning anything at home. You know, I'm doing a renovation. It's like, well, first thing I nice. do is I'm going to go hop into YouTube, yeah. study that, and then lay out a system. And that's what I do with MMA. Yeah. I, yeah. I watch videos. I steal from the best. I lay out my system. Yeah. 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 And I guess, like, it would kind of, like, structure, right? Like, mm -hmm. without really knowing it, like, doing this, this kind of thing, it just... You might not think about it in, at the moment, but it does like apply in the sense where it's like I'm I'm less stressed out and I have like they're just yeah. more organized and whatnot. Yeah, I don't do almost anything without a system in my head, like a structure. Yeah. And you know, like a I'm so used to a training schedule that now yeah. everything I do is like, well, this uh, is now like <laughs> yeah. this is what we yeah. do on Mondays. And, you know, if I'm training my dog, it's like, well, it's Tuesday, so we, may, we should do this for training, and it's Thursday, oh, okay. so like it, you know. Yeah, and you've been doing so, for awesome. so long at this point that it's just like it's that's just reg it's just regimented, right? Mm -hmm. It's just yeah, just is what it is. So with that regimen, do you? I'm sure you've you've seen it, Lane's seen it, I've seen it. Um, people kind of quitting or not having like the hardest like work ethic when it come when they come in the gym, but they want to be there, right? How do you instill like a never quit kind of? hard knocks mindset if you will into somebody who maybe doesn't have it or like kind of switch it if maybe they don't and they might be because i don't think you can be past the point of no return but i think it always comes back into it right that's really tough mm. um i'm not a motivation coach <laughs> you know i i don't yeah. Yeah, I don't like, like you gotta it comes on to the individual right yeah, yeah yeah I don't lead classes where it's we get pumped up and I'm encouraging you like that's just that's just not me you know I know sometimes my classes are for especially like beginners right fight team practice they want to be there I expect them there yeah beginner practice I'm sure some people think it's pretty dry it's not that exciting I'm not here to coach you know a Zumba class I'm here to teach you how to fight right um I, I think, I think like baby steps is important. If there's someone who, man, I've been through all these different sports and I quit everything and I don't have motivation, okay, we'll just get here. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you just, and I tell, it, I tell people that if they approach me about it, I say, look, set a schedule right. and don't bite off more than you can chew. That's a big thing I give beginners advice on. Mm. They go, well, I'm going to be here for five days a week for two hours. I go, no, you're not. I want you here Tuesday, Thursday for one hour. And that's it. That's yeah. it. And when you can do that consistently, guess what? You've taught yourself self-discipline. That's dis discipline is not bowing at the start of class. No. It is saying, I'm going to be here every Tuesday, Thursday. Consistency. Right. Mm. And yeah. when you're here every Tuesday, Thursday, well, pretty soon you will start trying harder every Tuesday, Thursday. Right. And when that's normalized, cool. Why don't you start coming to Monday too? Okay. And that's good. Well, why don't yeah, you come gradually? Sparring? Yeah. Right. And now we're Very at four smart. days a week. And you're sparring, so you're probably trying hard. Yeah. You know, you, you have to build that up, but I can't do it for them. Right. They've got to actually show up. I don't, I don't live with them. You know, and yeah, I say yeah. that to people, too. It's, hey, the gym is always here, mm. and the gym is always open, and I will always coach you. Mm. you got to get here. Yeah, it's step one. Yeah, I'm not, yeah you're not going to, like, oh, are you coming to class today? It's like, no, it's like, that's on you. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're you not going to go pick here. them up. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it to my fight team. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if my fight team is late for sparring, I will text them 
and I don't ask as a question often. Sometimes I'll put it as a statement. You're coming tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're on the fight team, we have a different relationship. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can now demand things of you. Right. right. You expect more. Yeah. As you should, right? Yeah. As, like they're there. They want to be there. They're meant to be there. Yeah. Amazing. I really like that approach. That's really smart. It's kind of like what we went over with the the fight team meeting not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah, like if you want to fight, like that's great. But like yeah, you can't don't don't sit there and say I want to fight if you're not on the mats putting in that work, right? No, that's really cool. That's really cool. I think that's very very yeah, like I said, smart. And I think a lot of like, do you see that though with younger athletes, or is it more just like new people of all ages? Um. Yeah, I, I don't think age has anything to do with it. Um, you get a lot of, man, you get a lot of people in here older than me mm-hmm. that you end up treating like they're an 18-year-old because they've never done anything consistent in their life. Yeah. You, know, and may, you know, and that's not a knock against them. Maybe they have four kids and a, you know, a job that is crazy, but right. they say, well, I want to get in shape. You know, sometimes, sometimes it is a young kid who goes, I want to be a fighter. And they've never had a role model to show them that they've never done a school sport that taught them that they've never learned that. Yeah. You know, so both people are the same for different reasons. Huh. Now, do you have? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Link. No, 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 no. Now, do you have kind of looking back and like, well, young in your career, obviously. Um, but do you have a favorite like coaching moment that you can remember? There's probably a few. Yeah, there's a few good ones. I'm curious. I mean, anytime a fighter wins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I don't know. There's um. Uh, one one of the first fights I cornered for Craig. Um, it was the first time I'd been actually first fight I cornered for Craig. He knocked the guy out in the first round, so I didn't get Epic. to do anything. Um, second time I cornered for him, I actually got to go in, and the fight the first round went badly for us, and I went in and said, "Okay, new game plan." <laughs> Stop doing what you're doing. I don't like it. You're going to do this and only this, and we're going to win the fight this way. And we went on. He won the next two rounds. Doing Let's that. go. And so that was a moment where I went, oh, I, I was pretty proud of that. I was. Yeah, yeah 100%. That's, that has to feel good. Yeah. Like that's awesome. I went, oh, that seemed like a pretty pro move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just it was it what it was. That's crazy, too, to be that's like awesome. 24. Because like, like, you see some coaches, like, they have a lot of experience, but I've seen some like horrendous coaching where it's like, that's not what that guy needed to hear in that moment. So to be like 24 and like have like the wherewithal to be like, okay, we need to do this, this, and have it work out like that is is pretty awesome. That, man, that said, I recently just had a fight where I uh, I made some pretty bad cornering mistakes, and I you know nothing was that bad, but I'm not proud of how I was in the corner. And so man, it goes both ways, and that, yeah. I'm more experienced now than I ever have been, and I got emotional in that fight for whatever reason. And you go, oh gosh! You look back, and you, yeah. that was that's not what needed to be said. That was some mis- that was a mistake. Don't do that again. And, so, and it's a learning process too, right? Like you, you know, every fight is a little different, and you know, there's so many variables going on. It's a chaotic environment. So, yeah, no, that's good. Now I asked uh, we asked Craig the other day about um, nerves before going in, like to a fight. But what about going in? Like, what happens nerve-wise? What's going through your head before coaching? somebody oh i think um i think i'm definitely more nervous than any of my fight team as you say probably like almost as much no as way. More so. yeah that's a it's it's a bit of a joke now 
Um, I used to like I used to throw up before fights. I would sneak to the bathroom and like no kidding. Yeah, I was horrible. I wouldn't eat. Um, I'd have headaches for days after because I wouldn't eat or drink anything fight day. Like I was a wreck. Um, Damn. It's similar to like watching wow. your friends fight because it's kind of it's. I mean, it's a little different coaching, obviously, because you're like there and it's with them. But like, it's out of your control. You're just like kind of like okay, like now it's now it's time to go, right? And it's, yeah. Some of it is like I I put some I put some expectations on the fights mm. where be, you know because I'm so young, in my mind is well well every fight matters. Yeah. And we're trying to establish our name, and so every fight is our reputation on the line and we have to win everything um i'm also really i don't i'm really bad for not celebrating wins (laughs) how many yeah how many times have you smiled in the cage right (laughs) we don't do after parties because our team doesn't do that sort of thing um we don't go and celebrate there isn't a big party after so i don't celebrate wins but man i like i'll obsess about losses Mm -hmm. so i'm a horrible loser you know, and you don't show it though, which no. is good, but like internally, right? Yeah. And so I get, so I put that pressure. It's it's all self put on. You yeah. Know, the, the nerves, the nerves are because I hate losing so much. It's not fun. No, it's not. It absolutely sucks. No. And I, I know it's probably you know I need to I need to take some precautions so I don't die young with it. <laughs> but I also think it's like, well, man, I should not be happy losing. No. I shouldn't be yeah, comfortable no, losing yeah. if I want if if I want my team to have the success I want them to have, then I should hate losing. Mm-hmm. And we should do everything we can to avoid it. And it's holding yourself like to that standard of coaching, right? Which is good, right? Like you you hold yourself, like this is how I want to be like uh, as a coach. That's it. My mentor, he talks about that. And he always says, um, if my fighter wins the fight, they did their job. If my fighter loses the fight, I screwed up. And so if you take that on yourself as a coach, which I try to, then Lane wins. Awesome job, Lane. Go have fun tonight. You killed it. Nice. If Lane loses, immediately I go, well, why did he lose? I could have seen that in training. We didn't have him prepared. You know, I didn't do the right. It's, it's not Lane's fault. Yeah. I trust that Lane has the skills to win. I didn't get him ready for that win. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting. I want to go back a couple seconds ago. You said you don't celebrate wins. Why? Um, well, I mean, like, I'm mean, sorry to cut you off, but like, it's like we we celebrate, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not like a big like thing, right? It's like right. it's not like not, we're not gonna throw a party and like have a, you know, and it's like it's Open like good job, like you did yeah. your job, like that was you know whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is that mentality of. I don't celebrate. It's not like I'm going and partying and being, you know, it's not this, man, euphoric, we're having the best night of our lives. Yeah. But if you lose, sometimes it feels like the worst night. So it just, oh, for sure. one feels worse. Um, I encourage my fight team to go out. But it, some of it is that mentality of he won because, you know, he won and he won. He did his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't take the, I don't get the victory. Right. Right? It's not my victory. I don't get to go claim that and go like, oh, I feel so great tonight. Um, I also have the approach of we shouldn't be surprised by winning. That's what it I was should be expected, you right? Yeah. Yes. You You're went like, out we're winners, and we're did do what we planned to do. Yeah. Why are we losing yeah. our minds in excitement? We should have expected this, and we did expect this, yeah. and this is what was planned. 
So what's the celebration for? Yeah, act like you've been there before, bro. Yeah. You know? Amazing. <laughs> Which is not, you know, that's not, uh, it might not be the nicest way to approach it. That's just, that's, uh, that's how I approach it. Hey, man, if it works, right, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And that's where I thought you were going to go with it, mm-hmm. to be honest. I was like, yeah, it's, we're meant to be here. We're winners. You put that out here with, like, the way you guys carry yourselves in the gym and the atmosphere and, like, the uh, confidence you exude. Like, that's, yeah, it's to be expected, right? All that said, like, I'm only speaking for myself. Right. I want my fight team to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm. As an athlete, it's like you have to. Because if, if you take those losses way harder than you celebrate your victories, it's just yeah. such a brutal sport. Yeah. Right? So that's, Fair this enough. is my philosophy as a coach. I don't want, I don't really want my athletes like that. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your win. Go have fun. Don't dwell on the loss. That's my job. Amazing. Do you have, so check this out. There was, um, in my final year of school, we partnered up for a full year. There's partner up, right? And there were three other people in my group, right? So the four of us to do all these classes together and all these projects, right? And before every single presentation, we each had like a thing we did. I had a ritual or like, yeah, like a ritual, dude. But uh, my, uh, my buddy, uh, Amir had the best one where he would do three wind sprints and high knees for 60 seconds in the hallway right before we present. Like it's okay, guys get ready to present. He opens the door. We're setting up the laptops and reading over the scripts and stuff. And he's just, <laughs> just getting that heart rate up. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could make this up. And he's like wind sprinting and he's like bringing his knees up. Short soccer player kid. Oh, it was too funny. So I'm wondering, do you guys have any, both of you, do you have any like rituals before going out to fight or before going out to coach that uh, you guys do? Like, do you tie your shorts in a certain way or put your mouth guard in last? Like, um, I don't know about Aaron, but uh, I don't really have any like ritual thing that I do. Um, one thing I do is like, I, uh, I just kind of, I don't, I'm not very religious. I don't like pray. I just, I just, you know, I hope that both me and my opponent have a good fight and no one's seriously injured. I always just kind of like try to, I will also like write down things in like a journal, like fight, like fight nice. day, fight, just kind of like, Whoa. just like positive uh, self-talk just to get my, my mind kind of like mm-hmm. in a, in a good headspace. And then I'll, I'll smudge as well. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? Um, not really. I don't have, I, I try to take my cornering job very seriously. So I guess like I do the same things every time. I don't know if I'd call it ritual. I pack the fight kit the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to wrap hands very well. Nice. I still watch the same stitched Duran video just so that when I sit down to wrap hands, I go, I'm not making a mistake today. Nice. Um, I think our warm-up is the same. We have a very structured warm-up. And that, I think, is a little bit ritualistic for the fight team. And for me, you know, it's, there's all these nerves before. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, when we start our warm-up, it's going to look the exact same. And now, now there's no guesswork. So I'm on the timer. I know what's happening. They know what's happening. That's, I consider that a ritual. That's the, super effective too, right? Like yeah. that's uh, that's a I, every time before I walk out, like I, when we've done that, it's I felt like very warm and like ready to go, yeah. like just getting yeah, that's really good. Right? There's no thought process. There's no wandering thoughts. It's hey, we're going to work, and I'm going to make you work hard before the fight, and it's going to be the same every time, and so that signals hey, we're ready to fight now. 
Um, yeah, I don't have too many. But when I when I compete in jujitsu, I take an ice bath bef- the night before. An ice bath the night before. Um, Interesting. You, know, you could argue it's like oh, it's good for inflammation, whatever. <laughs> I just like I like the idea of it. Probably mental too, eh? Mm-hmm. Like kind of just getting that like in the zone kind of thing. Right. There's a little bit of there's a little sadism in there. It's I'm gonna sit in here and suffer, and I'm gonna put up with that and deal with that because tomorrow I have to be prepared to like suffer. Yeah, if I potentially, want to. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Do you have kind of as we look to wrap up? Do you have like any final piece of advice or wisdom or like a message you'd like to pass on? What's that? <laughs> Just right on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> No, not really, man. Um, I think we talk about it all the time. I think people look at this as a, especially martial arts, as a source of magic. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean, you know, like no touch knockouts magic, but, um, you know, hey, we, we talked about discipline. You know, you get the phone call, hey, I have no discipline in my life. I need to do this. Go, okay, well, it's not. Signing up for martial arts doesn't do that. And people, you get you get the odd fighter, you get the odd guy going, man, my life is not where I want it to be. I think an MMA fight's going to turn around. I, I really want that. I think that'll really change my life. It won't. No. Yeah. It is a grind. It's a consistent grind. Yeah. And every single, every single thing, you have to make the decision to do it. You got to decide to show up. You got to decide to put in the work. You got to decide to diet. You got to decide to stay in the sauna every single round you have to decide to come out and win so it's not a magic pill it's a very slow step by step based on your decisions yeah, and it's not pretty right like it's not all it's not all winning and like you got to accept the fact that like it's going to be hard work you're going to be uncomfortable you're going to be probably getting your ass kicked for a good you know few years probably maybe yeah. probably, and, and it's like it's just a grind man you gotta you gotta yeah you gotta yeah. be ready to put in that work Nobody shows up to a football coach and goes, you know, I need, I'm just going to have one football game. <laughs> that's a bucket list and that's going to save, that's going to change my life. Yeah. But it happens every single day here and it's the same. No, Jeez. that's not how it works. And how many guys like you said, like, God, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this, this and this and they should, they bang it out for a week and you don't see him again. Mm-hmm. Like all the time, yeah, all the time. And I guess that that's like a downer of a message, but I think that's, that's an important message to get out there is like, look, it's hard. And it's tough, but if if you want change and if you want to, you know, if you actually want to fight, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's how you're going to actually get. That's how you're going to learn. Le- you asked about lessons from M- MMA. Yeah. That's how you're actually going to learn lessons from MMA. Right. Is by consciously making those tough decisions every single day, and that's how you're going to mm-hmm. actually improve. You know, you know, I don't think you put your kid in karate and they bow, and they do a kata and they learn self-discipline and control. <laughs> no, you learn self-discipline and control by. Show up, choosing to show up, and yeah. by choosing to work hard, and when you don't want to, sometimes, right? Yeah. Most of the time, really. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where martial arts actually has like a positive effect. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 really good. I think I like that a lot. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna roll with the red carpet for you. Where can people find you? Where can people connect? Where can they train? You can Google us, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Kingdom MMA. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Coach Swirly. It's uh, a great handle. <laughs> um, you know, Coach Swirly on Instagram, Kingdom MMA on Instagram, Kingdom MMA on Facebook. It's all the same. So I just really appreciate your time today. Um, I really appreciate you letting me in the facility and uh, doing the show. And yeah, man, just nice meeting you. And uh, thanks for uh, doing all this.
So thank you so much, man. I'm really Thanks grateful. Thanks for having me, man. I, it, this is an honor. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, bro.